What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. What's up, everybody? Happy Friday. What a great start to the week. An exciting game and a pretty good game for fantasy as well. Alvin Kamara just caught another pass. We're going to talk about that to start the show. And then we only have five games to talk about today. Five NFC home games. And they are Dolphins-Eagles, Cardinals-Seahawks, Falcons-Bucks, Niners-Vikings on Monday night. And Washington is at the Giants. Good morning. Dave Richard is here. Jamie Eisenberg is here. And your host today is a bad friend. Bad friend. I wouldn't say I forgot about Jamie's birthday. I would say I didn't know about Jamie's birthday. But I am sorry, Jamie. Happy belated birthday. I will try to make it up to you somehow. Uh, thank you, Adam. I appreciate that. Okay. Uh, how, good game last I night? We, I know. I know. I feel bad. I even got trash talked on HQ. Just like oh, nothing but bad things. <laughs> Schneier's going to kill me today on the mailbag. But don't worry. We have like five things that we're going to kill Schneier for in the mailbag today, including his upcoming Halloween costume. Uh, good game, right? I can say that was a good game last night. It was a good ending. The game, the first half was awful. God, awful. Um, the the ending was good. I had a buddy text me. He's like, hey, uh, at least you're getting a good game for your birthday. I'm like, am I? <laughs> it, was, it, was, uh, it was a good finish, though. Uh, I feel I feel terrible for for Adam Troutman. So terrible. Not Adam Foster Troutman. Uh, Foster Morrow. Foster yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so bad for him. I mean, that guy, if anybody deserved a moment like he could have had, uh, you know, coming back from 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 a cancer diagnosis and uh, being a, a, a New Orleans guy, an LSU guy, that that was like it was just set up for such a beautiful situation. I, I felt awful for him. Yeah, I think we have, we all did. That was really tough. Drop the potentially game tie. Well, they were going to make it a one point game. Then they could decide what they were going to do. Probably tie the game. Uh, touchdown on third and goal and then on fourth and goal. And just a play that had no chance to throw to Chris Olave. But Trevor Lawrence actually was was good. 
20 fantasy points, 20.1 fantasy points. Dave, start with the Jaguars. What were your takeaways? They were really good, except for that Calvin Ridley guy who had one catch for five yards. And I watched the the snaps from Ridley from last night's game, and the Saints did everything they could to try and take him away. Safety over the top on obvious passing downs. And Trevor Lawrence was getting rid of the ball really quickly. So a lot of a lot of the routes that Ridley was running weren't conducive to what Lawrence was trying to get done. I don't think his pass protection was particularly good. Uh, I, I thought that Ridley looked fine, and he, there were a handful of plays where he was wide open, and, and Lawrence just went in a different direction. But honestly, there were more plays where he was like covered, and then there was a safety near him, and the Saints just did a good job of taking him away and forcing Lawrence to go in a different direction with the football. That that's it. It wasn't Lattimore shadowing him. No, uh, you know, Paulson Adebo did a great job covering Ridley. So that was frustrating. But Christian Kirk more than made up for it. Loved what I saw in that forty-four yard catch and run touchdown. That was amazing. Evan Ingram still hasn't scored. Still just a PPR only tight end that you can feel good about. And ETN, nothing more you can say about him. Must start guy. And how about Lawrence? Bad knee, brace on his knee. Runs for 59 yards, and that's what helped him get to 20 fantasy points. That was pretty surprising. Yeah, and what I said about Ridley, I don't know if you guys agree or disagree with this. Uh, I said on FFT and 5 last night is I, I think my default now for Ridley is to sit him. Whereas, you know, I, I start the week, Ridley's going to start for me, and if there's a reason to sit him, I'll sit him. At this point, if there's a reason to start him, I'll start him. But we've seen... If he faces good cornerbacks, he's going to lose. The Chiefs, the Falcons, now the Saints. Am I forgetting one? Um, he, he's going to lose those matchups. So And look who's coming up. Pitts, well, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh thinks they can't cover anyone. So, so that's a good matchup. Then the bye and then the 49ers. Yeah, I mean, they're they're not interesting. They're that's not that gonna great. going to be tougher for him and tougher for Lawrence. Tennessee, that's going to be easy. At Houston, we've seen the Texans do a pretty good job. Yeah, that's not receiver. easy. Cincinnati, tough. Easy. Cleveland, real Sit. tough. Baltimore, tough. Sit. Tampa Bay, eh. <laughs> Easy. Is, is he a sell for whatever you can get? Uh, Jamie, what do you think? It's not a bad move, but I mean, I, I think it's Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jamie. <laughs> You shouldn't have wished me happy birthday earlier. This would have been a funny well, setup. I had to set it up, right? Did I make up for it yet? No. All right. Um, Kevin Ridley. Yeah, you could you could sell him, but again, you know, I don't know what what uh, what people are buying him at this point because you you kind of see what you're getting. Yeah. All right. Well, it's a shame. Um, maybe matchup dependent. We'll see. On the other side, and of what the ball, a great call by Heath preseason. He got sure. away from it. He he switched at the end, didn't he? He might have. He kind of I think resigned he to it, yeah. But uh, Derek Carr almost had about 25 fantasy points, 26 fantasy points. Derek Carr, actually, I was reading this morning, yeah. he set a record in this game for profanity. He was a potty mouth, and he was very angry, and he was yelling the entire time. He was actually watching the postgame show was pretty good, and they are thinking... Uh, he, apparently he was screaming at, you know, clearly at his offensive coordinator. I think Tony Gonzalez was saying like he could kind of deny it last week, but he's he's angry on the sideline, yeah. wondering if they're going to be play calls. Well, he was yelling at Olave for stopping on the one route. Yeah. And yep. Kamara yep. and this guy and that guy. He was in a bad mood yesterday. Somebody well, he, he owned it too birthday. after the game. He said, I got to get my emotions in check. 
And how about his A dot? The first three quarters, it was what did I tell you it was Adam? Four point three yards. Yeah, something like that. Really scared of that offensive line. You know, his offensive line was a mess. Yeah, they had a bunch of backups in, and it it was not great. But they held up well enough, certainly in the fourth quarter. His A dot in the fourth quarter, nine yards. He finally started to attack, and oh, lo and behold, his numbers popped. Saints offense looked good. It was a little frustrating that it took him that long to realize that he could throw downfield against the Jaguars. I, I think also uh, I saw one of the Saints beat writers tweet this or exit, whatever you call it, um, <laughs> that uh, they got to stop with the end zone fades. It's just it's yeah unbelievable. Like the, it, it's like their go to play every time they're in a tough spot. It happened last week, too, in the loss against Houston. It's like they just throw these fade routes all the time and it's not working at all. Yeah, I, I don't think that play, I mean, that play hasn't worked since like the 90s, I feel. But um, OK, Camara. With 12 catches. <laughs> um, and if you were to say, by the way, he had 12 for 91, you would say, wow, what a great rushing game. I know. That's <laughs> true. Uh, the Jaguars run defense. 31 touches. Is that what he had? 29 touches. 29 touches. But 29 touches. 31 29 PPR points. Targets. All right, I'm going to ask you what Chris asked me yesterday. Alvin Kamara is a top blank running back rest of season. Oh, he stays healthy. Top three PPR. Sure. Wow. Okay. Uh, and he got some goal line work too, but he couldn't get in. So then Taysom Hill had to clean up the clean up the dirty work. There's actually that's a, a better question. Taysom Hill is tight end blank rest of season. And what do you think? I mean, this is two two games in a row where he's been used as a receiver. Still no Jawan Johnson. Um, but I do love all the all the uh, um, the the decision making people had to make when they switched him to quarterback only in other sites. Now he's a great tight end. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> What a mess. Well, what do you think? Is he worth at least worth adding? Is about 42% Ross, 49, 42%. Oh, Juwan Johnson's out. I'm starting. No, no hesitation at this point. Sure, because look at what Derek Carr's doing. He's throwing four yards downfield, and that's where a lot of Hill's routes are. Well, wait a second. That's not <laughs> typical. Carr actually, well, I think he was number no, he was number four, I think, in air yards per pass attempt. He was, and I think he had the most pass attempts of 15 plus yards downfield. Right. So that's not typical of him. That was like you said both starting tackles being out. But, okay, Hill's worth adding. How about Olave? Seven catches, 57 yards on 15 targets. Good. Is this an encouraging game, or, Jamie, or a discouraging game for Olave? Uh, it, it's discouraging, but you're not getting away from Olave. You know, I mean, you expect 15 targets to turn to a hell of a lot more for him, especially against his defense. So uh, he's he's still the still a, a borderline number one wide receiver as he was being drafted. Agreed. Decent buy low opportunity coming up. Uh, do you guys want to talk about Trevor Lawrence? Is there anything to say here? I mean, no, I mentioned clean. him. The, the the rushing is what saved him. I, I, I expected more from Trevor Lawrence this season. Yes. I wanted him to be just a, a dynamo at quarterback. I thought he'd get there. And really what we've seen is him struggle to put up huge numbers. And I, I, I kind of get it. They're able to run the ball a lot better than I thought that they would. But Lawrence really hasn't been able to, to break through as one of the top echelon quarterbacks in the league, certainly for fantasy, but maybe not quite for the NFL either. And we just outlined the schedule. He's got some tough games coming up. I think NFL wise, he's playing fantastic fantasy wise. He's not because he's had the two games in London, uh, certainly the Buffalo game. He was unbelievable and, you know, just didn't get the, he's not getting the second touchdown. That's kind of just what's missing at this point. You know, so we have, we have a few of these guys, Derek Carr too, his last three games, he's been good for fantasy, just not great because he's been missing the second touchdown. Uh, we said about Matthew Stafford almost all season. So I, I think there's still a by low opportunity here for Trevor Lawrence. I, I know we probably sound silly for continuing to mention this, but um, 
his best games have come when Zay Jones has been on the field because there's a field stretcher, opens things yeah. up. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's part of it too, is that, you know, they, they change some of their play calls and how things operate. Their offensive line's banged up. You know, they have a lot of time over the next three weeks to get these guys healthy with one game in the next 21 days. So I, I, w- I would, if somebody's selling Trevor Lawrence, I'd be buying. It doesn't help that they're five and two. Their defense is playing well. They had a pick six in this game and that Travis Etienne is the first Jaguars running back in franchise history to have three straight games with two touchdowns. So that's just kind of killing Trevor Lawrence. It is. That's the difference to me. Yeah. All right. YouTube.com slash fantasy football today, this Sunday at 1130 a.m. Eastern and every Sunday at 1130 a.m. Eastern. We'll be answering your questions. We have a lot of fun. It's a live chat basically on YouTube.com slash fantasy football today at 10 a.m. Eastern. You can start your day with uh, CBS Sports HQ and watch fantasy football today there on the CBS Sports app or, on, you know, just watch HQ. You can go to CBSSportsHQ.com and you can watch it. But the CBS Sports app is the way to go. Um, we have great weekend programming and we have your questions on Twitter or X, as Jamie said, at hashtag AskFFT. Let's go through the news and notes here. Uh, Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel, they both missed practice. It was their first practice of the week. I don't really have anything else to say. Are you guys optimistic about McCaffrey and Debo? More optimistic than I was Sunday and Monday. I mean, the fact that, you know, they're they're being called day-to-day. You know, all the Twitter doctors are saying, you know, the fact that he avoided a rib injury, and it just seems like it's a muscle situation, which is clearly not great for McCaffrey, but better than what we thought. So there's a chance he could play. You know, it's, it sucks that it's Monday, and we have to, you know, sort of play the guessing game of what to do with the, the Sunday situations. I, I, I don't know. I didn't see what um, Mason's roster percentage got to. I should probably look, but if he's still available, just at least to have somebody – of this backfield, it's not a bad move to make if he's still out there. No, he's 80, um, 80% plus. So okay, so then, you know, look, maybe a lot of that is McCaffrey managers. But um, be prepared for them not to play at this point. Like, I, I, I struggled with this, and I should have probably trusted my gut, which was I have uh, in the FFT Open League, I have Romeo Dobbs, Calvin Ridley, and um, and Debo. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to bench Ridley. And just if, if Debo plays, I'll play him. If not, I'll just go with, with Dobbs. And I was like, no, I'll just – Keep really in there. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is out. Deshaun Watson practiced. Still not clear if he will be the quarterback this week. Uh, how much would your Amari Cooper ranking at the Colts change if Watson plays compared to P.J. Walker? Significantly. And and Cooper was pretty good last week, even with P.J. Walker. He had that big catch. Eight targets, four grabs, over 100 yards. But that's the best matchup when you're playing the Colts is outside receiver against those corners. So if, if Deshaun Watson plays, I think Cooper could probably qualify as a low end wide receiver one this week. Yeah. I still wouldn't be so uh, all in like that just because it's clear Watson is dealing with some level of pain and discomfort in his shoulder. And so how much success will he have? And I didn't think Cooper played particularly well last week. He had one big play. Uh, Who's better, PJ Walker or Deshaun Watson? At oh, what? No, it, Cooper definitely improves, but not to the level where you have him. Uh, for me, at least, um, I, I think he's still just barely a top twenty receiver. I don't know, man. There's so many receivers missing this week. I kind of get excited about anybody that's got a glimmer of twenty PPR points, and I think he's got that, even with Watson not at all. So, yeah. uh, so I mentioned Garoppolo out, but I didn't mention that it, I, we don't know if it's going to be Aiden O'Connell or Brian Hoyer at quarterback for the Raiders. So stay tuned. It'd be on surprising that. if it's O'Connell, right? I'll see if so. I can get an answer for that. I thought Hoyer was was pretty good, actually, uh, and O'Connell was certainly not. So, well, especially after what McDaniel said following the loss with O'Connell, 
and just throwing him under the bus. Oh, I don't remember. What do you say? Our quarterback has to do a better job of protecting the football. Oh. Like, I mean, he, he put him in such a bad spot. For a rookie? Come on, man. For his guy yeah. making his first start? Come on. Right. Uh, Justin Fields not going to play. Daniel Jones is practicing, but still not cleared for contact. So we're expecting Terod Taylor there. Rashawn Johnson missed practice again. He's still in the concussion protocol. Uh, Zach Charbonnet mispracticed, which is not a huge deal, but it's maybe more snaps, maybe a couple more catches, who knows, for Ken Walker. Uh, Devontae Smith says he's going to play. Don't worry about him. He's going to play. TJ Watt mispracticed with a heel injury. Pat Fryermuth uh, was limited after practicing in full on Wednesday. Hunter Henry mispracticed again. Aaron Jones was still limited. Looks like he's going to play. Uh, Philadelphia got some very good news. Start with uh, Lane Johnson limited in practice. That'd be something if he could play. I thought he'd be out. So that we'll dude's see. a beast. Yeah. Um, their safety, Reed Blankenship, and cornerback, Bradley Roby, both missed practice. But defensive tackle, Jalen Carter, was limited. Cornerback, Darius Slay, and safety, Sidney Brown, they practiced in full. So I think a pretty encouraging practice report for the Eagles. And on the other side of the ball, Xavier Howard, Miami's top cornerback. He is questionable. He may not play in that Sunday night game. Greg Dulcich missed practice for the Broncos. And Terrace, Mar- Terrace Marshall has been given permission to seek a trade. All right. Um, good luck, Terrace Marshall. We'll take a break. When we come back, we got one question for each game, starting with that big one on Sunday night, Miami at Philadelphia. We'll be right back. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, everybody. One question for each game. Only five games on the slate today. Miami and Philadelphia. Question here is start everyone? Yes. Is there anyone you're getting nervous about? Um, Goddard. Most no, I mean, look, defense, Smith obviously so. has been frustrating. Yeah. So, you know, the hope is that no Howard, you know, squeaky wheel at some point coming coming up here. I haven't really heard anything about that, but uh, he's due. So, mm-hmm. but no, given as, as Dave alluded to, you know, with all the receivers on a buy, all the player, all the teams on a buy injuries, it's very difficult to get away from. Jeff Wilson. That's <laughs> who I'm nervous about. Are we expecting him to play? I think you have to at this point, right? Because I, I think about it. Brooks got hurt. Right. 
And so Wilson can take that spot, but I don't think he'll do well, and I don't think he'll play much. All right, it's been long enough. I should probably play the music, right? Philadelphia, yeah, go Miami. receivers in this game the Seahawks give up the most fantasy points to wide receivers rank the wide receivers Dave Richard in Arizona at Seattle let's go with Metcalf first uh Lockett no I think I might have Marquise Brown ahead of Lockett I'll double check that but they're going to be neck and neck and then I've got this gut feeling that JSN shows up this week yeah he is season high in like everything last week in terms of participation yeah and here comes the defense that plays a lot of zone coverage, so that underneath should be open. He can get open there. That's where he's supposed to. That's where he's supposed to make an impact for Seattle. And I just gut another gut feeling. I think the Seahawks want to get their passing game going. Geno's been bad. This is a good matchup for them to let Geno try and put up some numbers. Uh, as you said, Metcalf Brown Lockett or Metcalf Lockett Brown. I've got Metcalf. Brown Lockett. Okay. Atlanta's at Tampa Bay. Jamie, rank the wide receivers. Mike Evans, Drake London, Chris Godwin. Okay. You have faith ben in Jefferson. <laughs> you have faith in in, uh, in those guys? Because Evans has what, like one game with more than 65 yards. Godwin's two good games in a row. London is two big, big games in a row. Do you uh you have faith in these guys? Are they good starts? Evans is a must start. Uh, London is a good number two receiver and mm-hmm. Godwin's a borderline number two, number three receiver. Yeah. I think PPR matters for Godwin. I'm not as excited in non PPR. All right. Uh, San Francisco at Minnesota. Do you like, does anybody like the Minnesota passing game in this matchup? Yeah, there's Jordan Addison and TJ Hawkinson. Hawkinson's so, Hawkinson. Like we, we don't need to make any decisions. Or is this a Hawkinson. Kirk Cousins question? It's a it's a Cousins Addison. I mean, look, it wasn't exactly a great game for Addison. He had what four targets. He had a touchdown. It wasn't a great game for the Vikings passing game last week because they didn't do a lot of it. So, and I think it's going to be difficult for them. But I think they're going to need to throw against the 49ers. I think the Niners' offense bounces back, and I think Cousins will be okay. I think he'll kind of the same range as what we got from Lawrence and and Derek Carr on Thursday. It's just a shame. You look at this matchup on paper, and and at the beginning of the season, you oh, this is going to be a nice, high-scoring game. But if there's no Debo, if there's no McCaffrey, if Cousins plays the way he played last week, which it wasn't bad, but their longest completion was 21 yards. He just didn't really have a lot of help. I mean, I this has Costanza potential here. This has this has bust potential. I think. Uh, do you agree with that, Jamie? Niners Vikings. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you're taking away two studs from San Francisco, most likely, and you're asking Brock Purdy to have to have success without those guys on the field. He still can, you know, when you have Kittle and Ayuk, and they'll get something out of their run game. But um, I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm nervous about Minnesota, clearly. You know, Madison is a, a number two running back by default this week because of all the guys who are missing, but I don't think he's going to have a great game. And then you look at, you know, Cousins, and it feels like it, uh, it, it's not going to be great without Jefferson, especially taking on a tough defense. I've got Purdy one spot higher than Cousins. Yeah, I would start Purdy over Cousins. Is that crazy? No. Okay. All right. Is that Matt? Nice. Does, does Debo top twelve? By the way, but do Debo and McCaffrey matter in that? 
Oh, I mean, if they come back, then Purdy's going to be better than Goff. Uh, I'd probably say he's better than Sam Howell. So yeah. he'd, he'd move up if we knew that those guys were going to play. All right, Washington at the Giants. I think this is a Kittle game. I think they go to George Kittle in a big way. This is a, I'm not going to play game of the week for Giants-Washington, but I do feel like we're going to get a good game here. A Washington win, but a good game. Starter sit, Terry McLaurin. I have some terrific Terry McLaurin stats, uh, if you don't already have them. But starter sit, Terry McLaurin in this game. Five straight games with 13 or more PPR points against the Giants. He's got three touchdowns over that span, 300-yard games over that span. I think four games with six or more catches over that span. It's yeah. probably extended longer than that. I just did the last five. It is. It's every um, game of his career. Seven games yeah. against the Giants, 70 or more yards in all of those games, and averaging 19 PPR fantasy points against the Giants in his career. And guess who has the second highest target per route run rate when Sam Howell is pressured? Antonio Gibson. He, he's tied with Brian Robinson. McLaurin <laughs> has twice as good of a target share when he's pressured, and I think he's going to get pressured a lot. 24% target per route run rate for McLaurin when Howell is pressured. He is a low-end wide receiver, too, for me this week. Uh, yeah, he's he's a high-end wide receiver, too, for me. I, I, I think it's going to be a huge game for him, and his best games this season have been on the road. All three of his good games this year have come on the road. Not sure I agree with you on the pressure thing, though, necessarily. I know the Giants are going to blitz a lot, but they... Well, they're 16th in pressure rate. I guess they could be. I thought they were worse than that. I mean, the, I don't think the commander's offensive line is a fortress that's going to make it easy for Howell to drop back and find guys. All right. Well, part of it is Howell holds the ball forever. He does that. He does that. And he's he, he, doesn't, he doesn't have great timing with his receivers. He doesn't throw with anticipation. Like, he's got to see his wide receiver open before he fires. And then he doesn't keep his eyes downfield when he runs around when he is pressured. So I, I honestly, you got lucky with him last week, um, given the 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 way that the game went, the fact that he had three possessions start at midfield or better. Mm. I I think you got lucky, but I still think he's got potential to get you maybe slightly better than twenty fantasy points yeah. because it's the Giants. Well, I started him over Trevor Lawrence, who got twenty fantasy points. So let's I hope, like it. Let's hope Al gets there. Um, all right. I got a lot. We got a lot of uh, belated birthday wishes in the chat. So, Jamie, you are welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Even though they're all spelling your name wrong. J-A-M-E-Y. Let's get that right. Let's beat the waiver wire for next week. Uh, I have a bunch of names here, but there's one name. It's a DST that's on a buy, <laughs> and it's the Jets, and they're at the Giants next week, which is a pretty long trip for them, but they should be okay. <laughs> uh, but you could, if you want to stash a DST, Jets at Giants looks pretty good to me. They're 66% rostered. Kyler Might be Murray. a one-week DST, though. I mean, they're playing great, so maybe not, but after the Giants, it's the Chargers, the Raiders, the Bills, the Dolphins. So not a That's lot not, of I awesome mean, matchups where you'll feel great starting the Jets. I wouldn't have a problem starting against the Chargers, right. depending on what happens this week, and then definitely against the Raiders. That's yeah. True. Raiders is a good match. Chargers are a little, they could be a little turnover prone sometimes. Um, they'll probably turn it over on downs a couple times. We know that. Uh, there are some DSTs you could look for, so I won't even mention them. There's plenty. Uh, Kyler Murray, obviously, is someone that you want to be stashing right now. I still think Deontay Foreman at 66% roster. It's pretty interesting. Uh, you know, he's, he's a starter got, this week. I know. Yeah. It's weird. And uh, That's not a beat the waiver wire. That's a pick him up and play him this week. Well, what if Johnson comes back? Which At un- this un- point, un- not clear in the protocol. Doesn't seem likely heading yeah. into Friday. Oh, he's not going to play. I'd be shocked if Roshan played this week. He hasn't practiced this week. Right. And so are you asking about next week? Well, yes, sure. Yes. And they're going to, my hunch is that they'll split work and then there won't be one guy that you'll feel really good about. You'll lean toward Roshan, but 
he'd be at best a low end running back. Remember next week, no buys. Everybody's in. That's cool. So a lot of running backs that are pushed up this week will get pushed back down next week. Sure, but still no Khalil Herbert. So that could if if Foreman stinks, they'll throw a rush on in there. Um, Jahan Dotson is if you want to take a shot, fifty six percent rostered, but you might want to take a shot on JSN, fifty three percent rostered. Um, and you then, might start taking shots if you get Jahan Dotson <laughs> and then start him because he's been so bad. You took a shot every time Jahan Dotson had a catch last week. You would have been perfectly fine. Uh, he had a bad drop. He had one target. Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup. Who do you, if you're going to pick up one, you guys are going to say Cooks, there, aren't you? I would say Cooks, but there's no reason to get get either one unless it's a for a bye week replacement down the road. Well, I think Gallup is actually. He dropped a touchdown and was missed on a touchdown last week, and he had 10 targets. He's actually getting a pretty decent amount of targets, or at least target share. I would be co- saying pick him up. I just He hasn't really done anything with the targets. I wonder, though, like if that. you know Cooks maybe turned a corner. He had a little bit of a knee injury that yep. he was dealing with, missed a game, you know, and, and now finally healthy, coming off, I don't want to say great game, but you know, productive game for him. And I still think there's more upside with him than there is with Gallup. Yes, and I wonder if the Cowboys think the exact same thing, and that leads to more work for Cooks. Josh Downs is 45% rostered, guys. Thoughts? Josh Downs? PPR, he should be on on any roster. Yeah, man, pick him up. Elijah Moore I have on here just because if you look at the games with Deshaun Watson, it's a lot of targets for Elijah Moore. So, I don't know. (laughs) And then what do you think about McCole Hardman? 14% rostered. Deeper leagues, not a bad option. You know, I mean, look, we don't know what's going to happen there with him even this week. I don't know if he's going to play or not, but um, he's certainly somebody that doesn't have to learn anything. He knows the system. He knows the court coach. He knows the quarterback. And they have a need, especially if Justin Watson is going to be out or on IR. So, yeah. he's. I think he's going to work special teams for sure. They've already talked about that. It's a matter of time before you start seeing him on the field when the Chiefs have first and goal. And that's where he succeeded last year. So you almost view him in the same vein as like a like a short yardage goal line running back who might get you six points in a week. He might get you only two, but he, he gets work down there. He was successful there last year. I'm almost positive he'll be there again this year. And by the way, I should mention no teams are on by next week, so you don't have to beat the way in that regard. Good job. Thank you for mentioning that. Did you mention that? No, no, no. <laughs> Sorry. Don't I just, worry, I do it, it all It the just time. carries they more weight if it comes from me, so I just figured I should mention that no teams are on by. You want to know who the Raiders quarterback is going to be this week? Yes. You know, go ask Josh McDaniels because he's not telling anybody yet. And I didn't know if you had any other beat the waiver wire guys. I, I think Jonu Smith, if you're struggling at tight end, is under-rostered at 31%. Agreed. Sure. Um, he's just involved, and they're actually throwing the ball kind of a lot, which is nice. Um, definitely check if anybody dropped Dalton Schultz. He was at 70% rostered, so he might be in our threshold that we typically talk about. He's been great the last three weeks. CJ Stroud might have been dropped because people making mm-hmm. roster moves. You know, I would They've go back to Carolina him. after the bye. Tank Dell may have been dropped because of his injury situation. You know, he's been very good. Yeah. You know, so keep an eye on those type of things. You know, we, we, we look we look more at uh, you know, some of the 12 team leagues, but in 10 team leagues or shallow, you may see some people dropping players that are pretty relevant. Yeah, you've got this big group of receivers. Will be the end of this segment. You got this big group of receivers who might be available in shallower leagues or maybe a twelve-team league. One of them might be there. They're all right around seventy-five percent rostered in CBS Sports leagues. They are Josh Reynolds, Rasheed Rice, Tank Dell, Josh Palmer, and KJ Osborne. Uh, is Tank Dell the best of that bunch? Reynolds, Rice, uh, him Dell. or Rice? 
you know, oh, I, yeah. I think again, if you don't need sure. to play anybody, I would probably speculate on Rice. And and another guy, he's definitely in this range is Wandell Robinson. He's not rostered anywhere close to this. And coming off eight for sixty-two, yeah, it's not bad to see if he could build off it. I'd also take a look at Josh Palmer if he's there, just because we know that his role is locked in with the Chargers. Hasn't been exciting. 10 PPR points, I think, in each of his first two games since Mike Williams went down, but he's not leaving the field, and he's still going to get some targets. So I, I wouldn't sleep on him either, but the, the other receivers are more fun. Tank and then Rice. Let's go to the games. Miami is at Philadelphia. Stat of the game. According to Common.com, which is a good enough source for me for this one, Philadelphia was the first city. Was No, Philadelphia was host to America's first birthday. I didn't forget about that one, Jamie. Nice job. Yeah. Got any music for that? Yeah. Happy birthday, happy birthday, Jamie. All right, stat of the game is stupid there, so let's just talk about the game. I can't wait to get sued for copyright violation. No, apparently <laughs> I'm fine playing all of these. Uh, it was approved. So um, anyway, no more music for for a little while. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, oh yeah, right. Yeah, no, definitely not gonna happen. Um, gosh, I have nothing planned for game of the week. I just don't even know like what to do. I'm about to pick a different game. Uh, who would you start? Give me the quarterbacks you'd start over Tua. Josh Allen. That's it. Jalen Hurts. Okay. Um, Mostert, you guys are super confident. Jamie and Heath have Mostert as RB1. Dave has him as RB5. No concerns against this Eagles run defense? I've got concerns. That's why he's RB5. <laughs> I've got concerns as well, but you're still talking about what, like, he, he's, I think, I, I don't want to say he's as safe as you could find, because probably Kamara, you could have said, is, is safer, just knowing the way he's been playing. But my goodness, man, like, there there's, Zero competition right now. Even if Jeff Wilson plays, I don't think he's going to take him off the field for significant stretches. And they're so creative and they're so successful. Like even a bad game for him, I think is still going to be top 10 range. So the floor just feels very safe. Now he could completely fall flat on his face if the Eagles run defense shows up. But I still feel like this Dolphins offense is just not going to be stopped. They may be slowed. I don't think they'll be stopped. And even look, the 48 to 20 loss, a-Chain's numbers were still great. Yeah. Uh, okay. And who do you think is going to win, by the way? Eagles. Yep. So when you look at Waddle and Smith, and Waddle's been, you know, he's caught a touchdown in two straight games, but obviously he hasn't been himself. And Smith is struggling right now. Are there are there other wide receivers, you know, it's not going to be guys like Pittman, but I don't know. Are then Puka Nakua? In your mind, players that you know managers could have picked up off waivers or drafted really late that you would consider starting over Waddle or Smith this week? Nakua qualifies. Um, Addison versus Devontae Smith is a tough call. And in full PPR, I would go Pittman over Devontae Smith. Oh. Okay. I'd go Zay Flowers over um, Smith. I would go with... Um, what about Juan Jacoby Jennings, Myers? If there's no Debo Sam. No, I'm kidding. Oh, Jacoby Myers is a good one. <laughs> oh, Myers, yeah. I like Myers if Garoppolo plays. If there's no Garoppolo, then well, Garoppolo's already been rolled out. out so. He's out, and there are no teams on by next week. These are, okay. 
well-established <laughs> things on today's show. Was uh, it my birthday yesterday? It, it was. It was. There, there might be more music. I don't know. Um, okay. But Jalen Waddle, like not even considering sitting him? Jalen Waddle? No, he's top 10 receiver this week. Okay. That's way too high. I have him 12. <laughs> uh, DeAndre Swift is top 10. This game's easy. I don't want to. I don't want to waste time on it. Dallas Goddard, would you start oh, Sam Laporta over Dallas Goddard? Yep. Would I start Sam Laporta over Dallas Goddard? Uh, yeah, but they're close. Anyone else? Johnu Smith, Kyle Pitts over Goddard. Pitts, yes. Johnu, no. I look. If the Dolphins are going to put up points, then I think you're going to see the receivers be a lot more involved than they were before, and that's going to hurt Goddard, who's been used a little bit further downfield lately. But I'm not and sure it's if the he's game been that of the week. Yeah. <laughs> the Eagles and the Dolphins start your Eagles and your Dolphins, people. Because it's the Except game for Jeff Wilson, but not Jeff Wilson. Yeah, this wasn't my best. I kind of set you up on that one. Like I, I knew in my head that you needed an out to play the music because you didn't have anything planned. Oh, thank you, Dave. So I, I went on it. on Goddard. It's been Goddard's like, top 10, but I, I, you're almost starting him because you're hoping he scores and catches five passes. Yeah, I would, uh, just of the guys Dave mentioned, I'd still start him over Pitts. Yeah, this game, this show Ooh. is going to be a musical. It's like we're going to be this is a Broadway episode of uh, of uh, fantasy football today. Uh, DSTs, Eagles DST, any interest? Low end starter at best, but if you can get away from, you get away from. All right. Would you cut them to start like the Raiders DST or the um, another the Packers DST? The, the, the only the only ones I would consider this week, just based on the ones who were available. Browns were available. That's an easy one. Just That's based on easy. Their matchup. Yeah. Um, if you're stuck and you need a win this week, I would have gone with the Commanders or the Seahawks, just based on their Same. matchups. Um, but otherwise, I would just kind of ride it out with the Eagles. Right. Like it's kind of a pain in the butt if you cut the Eagles and somebody else gets them. It's a really good DST. I'd hate to let them go just for huh. this one game. They have the commanders next week. They haven't Dallas been that good that. this year, though, because they're they've been really shredded in the air. Uh, but they are starting to get their pass rush back. 14 yeah, I, sacks I'm, in the last three games. I'm, I'm still a believer in them. All right. That's it for the Eagles and the Dolphins, and super excited for that one. Arizona's at Seattle. Stat of the a little game. Little less excited for this one. <laughs> Stat of the game, Josh Dobbs is 0 for 10 on throws of 30 or more air yards, which, by the way, is kind of a lot of throws. He likes to throw the ball mm-hmm. deep, but he is really bad at it. And if you saw it last week, he missed Marquise Brown on two deep balls that could have been huge plays. So that's hurting Marquise Brown. At the same time, Seattle allows the most fantasy points to wide receivers, as I mentioned earlier. So we'll see how that one plays out here. Uh, is there basically one starter for the Cardinals, Jamie, when you look at them, is it just Marcus Oh, Brown? without a doubt. Yes. Uh, you can't trust the running backs. You can't trust Dobbs. You can't trust Ertz because it seems as if Trey McBride is starting to become a thing. And so at this point, yeah, it's Marquise Brown or bust. Maybe if you want to take a shot in deeper leagues with the six teams on a buy on Michael Wilson and hope, you know, chasing points, how the secondary has looked, you know, that's not a bad desperation play. Certainly in DFS, he's a great option. But I think at this point, though, you, the only one you could trust is Marquise Brown. I mean, he's getting 10 targets per game uh, on a weekly basis. They're going to be chasing points here. So it's, uh, it, it's a good setup for Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown or Devontae Smith? Brown. I have Smith over Brown. Marquise Brown or um, 
Ayuk. Oh, Ayuk's like almost top five. Yeah. Marquise Brown or, or, well, I already asked you guys. Well, Dave ranked Metcalf, Brown, Lockett. So let me give it to you a running back. Marquise Brown or Alexander Madison? Brown. Brown. Okay. I'm just going to, I want to call a shot here. Devontae Smith, 100 yards and at least one touchdown. I like it. I understand. Uh, Yeah. I understand don't, why people don't hate would, it. Would I think, be hesitant, but. you know, I'm ranking him based a little bit more on the fact that he hasn't been amazing. Yeah. Like, if I really thought he was going to get 100 yards and a touchdown, he'd be top 10, obviously. And look, if, if Howard's out without Ramsey back yet, then that will change my opinion of Smith. Too. Yeah. That kind of was, was a part of it. Um, but I just, man, I just think it's just going to be up and down. So excited for that game. But Marcus can I mention Brown one other thing about that game? 10 targets, three straight games. Yeah. Vic Fangio worked with the Eagles defense last year. He was a consultant for them. And now he's on the Dolphins. He's the Dolphins defensive coordinator. Right. So I can't help but think that he'll have some intel. I know he said this week that he probably hurt the Dolphins more than help, but I think he was being modest. We've seen it time and time again. When a former defensive coach plays their former team the year after, they do really well. All right, so we like uh, we like. That's good for Marquise the Dolphins, Brown. by the way. I know we're talking about the Eagles receivers, but that's good for the Dolphins. Yeah, I'll get back to the Cardinals game. Um, Keontae Ingram is actually rostered in fewer leagues than Amari DiMarcado right now. Uh, he had 10 carries. Damian Williams had eight carries. The Seahawks' run defense, in terms of yards per carry allowed to running backs, awesome. the Seahawks are the best in the NFL. They allow 2.68 yards per carry to running backs. They face the Rams. They face Montgomery and Gibbs. They face Miles Sanders. They face Matt Breida. They face Joe Mixon, whatever. You're going to sit the Cardinals running backs. But if you, if it's six teams on a bye and you're desperate here and you had to start one, would it be Ingram or DiMercato or Williams? It's Ingram, and you're expecting five fantasy points. Yeah, I, I had a bad bye week situation in the Dynasty League, and so I'm starting Damian Williams. But it's just because we have to start three running backs, and I just need some semblance of a couple points. <laughs> If you're in a deep league and you want to stash a tight end, Trey McBride is 6% rostered, and hopefully he continues Yes, please trade Zach Ertz. Get him to a contender. Let's see if he can compete before his time is up in the NFL. And at this point, like, let what are you doing? Play the younger guys. They Well, they did last week. I mean, Ertz played his lowest snap share of the season, 46%. All right, we talked about Purdy and Cousins a little bit earlier today. Do you have them ahead or behind Geno Smith? Ahead. Um, right now I have Purdy. Would you say it was Gino Purdy? And Purdy who's Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Oh, uh, Gino over Cousins and Purdy over Gino. I've got Purdy, Kirk, Gino. 11, 12, 13 in the ranks. The Cardinals give up the fifth most points to quarterbacks. Gino Smith, I talked about him not throwing the deep ball last week. Season high, 8.5 intended air yards per pass attempt. That's a good sign. Just, he's kind of, it's like, it's just like Trevor Lawrence, man. It's Ken Walker yeah. stealing all the fun with all those goal line touchdowns. You know, so hopefully uh get a little bit different luck. And I'd like for him to throw touchdowns to Ken Walker, and everybody wins. Except for yeah. Metcalf and Lockett. Start Ken Walker <laughs> and Metcalf and Lockett. Yeah. They're they're number two. I think the one thing, you know, Dave mentioned this earlier about JSN. I wonder how much of of his production came last week when Metcalf left due to injury. I tried to solve that. I tried to figure that out. So when Metcalf was on the field, Metcalf ran 39 routes. Lockett ran 31 and JSN ran 30. So Dave, if you want to, that's good for JSN. If you want to look this up, I think, and I read, I read this somewhere 
that with Charles Cross back, they were able to run three receiver sets more often and get right, out of it. Right, because they didn't have to use a block Yes, anymore. I think that was actually a big development for them. They've been in two tight end sets a lot this year, uh, very rarely in three receiver sets. That might have been something that changed last week. So I actually thought the same thing, Jamie. I actually don't think that that was the case. I think JSN just legitimately got more playing time. So probably helped a little bit by the Metcalf brief absence. But I think the, the Seahawks might be trending more to a three-receiver look type of team if they can stay healthy at offensive tackle. So look, you can't start JSN, but uh, you can stash him for sure. And the Seattle tight ends were going to sit. And the Seattle DST, would you start them over the Eagles? Yes, for sure. All right. Atlanta's at Tampa Bay. Stat of the game. We can look at the Falcons' tight ends versus the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers have been pretty good against tight ends. Technically, they're 13th, which doesn't really jump off the page. But TJ Hawkinson, 35 yards. Cole Komet, 38. Dallas Goddard, 41. Sam Laporta, 36 yards on 11 targets. None of those guys caught a touchdown. So the Bucs have been good against tight ends. Um, but Jonu Smith, I mean, Pitts has two good games in a row. Jonu Smith, in his last five games, he's the number eight tight end. Number seven in PPR, number eight and half PPR. He has the ninth most targets amongst tight ends. He has the fifth most catches. Jonu Smith, in his last five games, has the fourth most yards among tight ends. So these guys are super involved. Uh, Jamie, are they both starters this week? Pitts? And uh, Janu. Pitts for sure. And then, you know, Janu's on the cusp of uh, a starting tight end, but his production has certainly suggested that you should be starting him. You know, it just depends on how much do you want to buy into the Luke Musgraves and the Michael Mayers of the world on top of going back to Pat Fryermuth. So um, given the the matchup, you can make cases for those other guys. But I think if you've just been starting Janu Smith, you stick with Janu Smith and hope it's another... 10 to 11 PPR point day. And that's kind of been the nice thing for Desmond Ritter. He's been supporting multiple guys, which is not something that we would have thought at the beginning of the season. He's consistently been a short area target and both Smith and Pitts have done well against zone coverage. That's what the Bucks play a lot of. I expect them to keep doing that. It's why I'm encouraged with Pitts. I've got Pitts top five this week in PPR and John who's 10th. I like them both. All right. Let's hope Desmond Ritter can get it together on the road. Yeah. 58 points. Well, even if he can, he's still throwing it 35 times. He is throwing a lot. He averages 5.5 yards per attempt on the road in his career to 7.3 yards per attempt at home in his career. Um, all right. That's good for John, who that's not as good for Pitts. We're going to start Bijan Robinson, obviously. Uh, you look, Tyler Algier, he gets 15 or so carries in any competitive game. So. If you are stuck at running back, it might be something. You know, it's not, not a heavy endorsement here, but you want some carry. Like I think I would start him over Keontae Ingram. Would you guys? I was about you? to say who's, yeah. who's the better start between those two. Yeah. So I think most of this game should should be spent on the wide receivers here. You can make a case that Algiers better than Rashad White. All right. Let's you then you know what? Before we go I, to the wide receivers, I wouldn't buy. I'd rather start White, but Algiers. Algiers at least ahead of Keontae Ingram. Let's go to Rashad White here because the Falcons give up the third fewest points to running backs, third fewest receiving yards per game to running backs. White usually gets three-ish catches per game. But uh, how do you feel about him, Jamie, Rashad White? Sit him. I mean, there's no reason to start him at this point, you know. Uh, And that's saying something with six teams on a bye and the injuries. He's just not producing. And you're seeing Keyshawn Vaughn get more work. 
than we thought. You know, Sean Tucker may creep up and, and pop up again. Um, it's it's their their run game sucks. And the fact that he's not more involved in the pass game sucks. You know, that was for me was was what I was hoping for was that mm-hmm. even if he couldn't get going on the ground, based on their their personnel and, and their their backfield, there wasn't a pass catcher that was going to take him off the field. And that's still the case. But Baker's just not checking the ball down to the same level. And that was kind of his MO. You know, he did it in Cleveland. He certainly did it in Carolina. And he's just not doing it to the same level in, in Tampa Bay that I was expecting. So I would I would try and get away from Rashad. But like you said, the matchup's tough. His production's been terrible. And so even though he's still the leader of this backfield, that doesn't mean he's a start for fantasy. At what point does the coaching staff move on or at least lower his workload significantly? I mean, clearly, if if they went from Tucker, who was the second guy prior to the bye week, to Keyshawn Vaughn, they're, they're trying a lot of different things here. You know, so I would not rule out if they are still in the race by the time the trade deadline gets here that they're calling some teams to try and get a running back cheap. I will say that I want to say something for Rashad White here. I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a running back who's had a tougher schedule than Rashad White. Even the Bears, if you... Look, it depends what metric you want to use because the Bears do give up the most fantasy points to running... Or up there. Um, But uh, not the most points. They they give up a ton of points. Um, 29th. And he killed them. But in terms of yards per carry allowed to running backs, every team he has faced so far, Rashad White, is top 11 in that metric including the Lions, who are second best, the Eagles, who are third best, the Saints, who are sixth best, the Bears, who are, are seventh best, and, and then the Falcons are, are the easiest matchup, in quotes, 12th best. Not, there's not a single team that, at this point in the season, is giving up more than 3.8 yards per carry to running backs. So Rashad White has had a rough stretch in that regard, and he's run the ball very poorly. I don't know if it's the matchups or if it's him, but it has the, the schedule, it's done him no favors. Yeah, no, you're you're not wrong in that regard, but again, there there's not a lot of okay, he's doing this well at least in these tough matchups or he's saving himself with his work in the passing game because of these tough matchups. That just hasn't been there, which is again the frustrating part of this. Like, you know, I oh. thought when they had some injuries at the receiving core, okay, now we see a little bit more from Rashad White. And and to Baker's credit, look, he's been throwing the ball down the field. But I that was to me his his sort of you know, safety safety net was, okay, if he can't run the ball like we saw last year, at least the work in the passing game will be there. And it just hasn't been. It's Upcoming matchups for him include Tennessee, San Francisco. Well, you can't skip the next two and go to no, the really you can't hard skip ones. the next two, which are Buffalo and Houston. Yeah, I mean, these, they're easier. Than- I mean, technically the Buffalo matchup is a favorable matchup and it's on a short week. Statistically, it's a favorable matchup. Yeah. I don't know how many people are going to feel good about starting Rashad White anyway. No, I, I know. It's tough. He's just had a but tough schedule. But all right. Brutal matchups coming up for him still. Would you guys start? Uh, in Tampa Bay right now, you, you said if they're still in the race, they're currently in first place in the NFC South. Even if they lose, they'll <laughs> beat. Well, Atlanta would be in first place. This is a game for first place. Let me give you some. Is this the landing spot for, for Derrick Henry? <laughs> Maybe. Let me give you some sort of low end options at wide receiver. Would you start any of these guys over Rashad White? Yes. Josh Downs. Yes. Yes. In half PPR? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Wandale Robinson. Yes. No, come on. Yeah. I like Robinson. Harder in half PPR and non in no way in non PPR, but in full PPR, absolutely. Uh, Curtis Samuel. Yeah, 100%. That's another yes, even in half PPR. Rasheed Rice or, or Rashad White. 1 billion percent. <laughs> Rice, I think I'd say, yeah, even in half PPR, Rice over. Brandon Powell. Maybe even in non PPR. 
Brandon Powell. Yeah, no. no, no, no. I was just joking about that one. Okay. That um, that's too far. At running back, would you start would you start Rashad White or Jonathan Taylor? Taylor. Taylor. Rashad White or um Jalen Warren. Well, I like Warren better than Taylor, so Warren. Warren okay. and PPR. I'll start the grab bag that is Zach Evans over Rashad White. All right. Yeah, I, I, for me, like the the guys that we've talked about, I would start White over the Cardinals. Guys. Now you have my permission to talk about the wide receivers in this game. Say it the right way, at least. Now you have my permission, dude. Yeah, I don't know to talk about the receivers, or, or I can do the Batman. Now you have my permission to die. Anyway, uh, to, what do you think? The trigger. What do you, where is the trigger? <laughs> That's such a horrible line. The um, whole sequence is horrible. Like the way they kill Bane is so horrible. And he's like, no, I came back to stop you. It's the, one of the weakest comebacks. I think that's what he says. He's like, oh, she'll come back to watch her city die. He's like, no, I came back to stop you. He's like, really? You're you're this genius? And you can't think of a better line than that? Awful. Uh, Okay, sorry. The wide receivers in this game. Jamie, first word. Uh, We did this already. Um, No, I want to know how... These are tough calls. We get a lot of Godwin questions. We get a lot of London questions every week. Evans Evans is a must-start receiver based on how he's performed this year when he's not playing the Saints. Uh, Then I would go London. You take away week one, which I'll just throw that out in general. Four of his last five games, he's been fantastic. And so London is a must-start receiver in PPR, borderline and non. And he crushed this team in week 18 last year with Desmond Ritter. Again, no no uh, pits in that game. But the the stretch we saw in those four games last year, he's basically back nine targets per game, which is elite-level status for a wide receiver. Um, and then Godwin's third. But I think the thing about Godwin, the way that he's been producing the last two weeks, one of those was when Evans got hurt is you buy into it that Baker's starting to lean on him a little bit. So he's a high-end number three receiver, but borderline number two guy if you're just looking at the rankings. I have this decision to make myself, and I am starting Godwin over Pittman. Yeah, we have a question, Godwin or Pittman. If you have any questions about this game, love to hear them. Fire away in the chat. Uh, Rashad White or Latavius Murray? White in PPR, Murray in non and half. Yep. Adam thinks Robert Pattinson is the best Batman. I don't think that. It's definitely Christian Bale. But that but the Batman with Robert Pattinson was really a very good movie. Super dark. Don't watch it with your kids. It's not a comic book movie. It's a murder mystery, but a very, very good, uh very good movie. Um, all right, not seeing any questions here, so I think we can we can move on. Oh, Zay Flowers or Mike Evans? Evans. Uh Evans, but it's close. So then would you start Zay Flowers over London and Godwin? Yes. Without question. Okay. I would start London, and I currently have Godwin over Flowers and PPR. All right, listen, uh, I give this stat every week. I'll give it one more time, and then we'll go to our next game. Uh, it is now the last 10 games for the Bucks, going back to last year. The Bucks have allowed 98 yards or a touchdown to 18 wide receivers in their last 10 games, and they've done that to multiple. They've allowed that to multiple wide receivers in every game this year except for the game where Derek Carr should not have played because he could not throw the football. Last week, it was it was Jamison Williams and Amonra St. Brown. It's every freaking week. It's two receivers having a, a, a 98 yards or a touchdown, or both. 
Okay, that's it for that game. We're going to take a break here. We got two games left when we come back. San Francisco at Minnesota, Washington at the Giants, and we'll be right back on Fantasy Football Today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Vikings host the 49ers on Monday night. Stat of the game. Kirk Cousins threw to his running backs a season high 25.8% of the time last week. 25.8% of his throws went to running backs. Alexander Madison had seven targets. Can't sit here and guarantee that's going to happen again, but, you know, obviously, no Jefferson. Different offense here. So how much do you like Alexander Madison this week, guys? Dave? I like them by default because there aren't a lot of running backs that have a chance to get 10, nah, not higher than 10, 12 to 15 touches. I hate the matchup, but he, he's fallen in as a low end RB two, And you're hoping that the targets stick around and that he gets a bunch of catches, but it's, it's not going to be a pretty game. Okay. Uh, would you start Alexander Madison or Chris Godwin? Oh, Godwin. Okay. Alexander Madison or Josh Downs? Hmm. The fact that I have to look. I've got Downs right there. Madison or Josh Downs? Madison. Even in full PPR? Yeah. I don't think this is going to be a good game for the Colts passing game. Okay. Uh, Excuse me. Pattinson Batman movie rivals Clooney for worst Batman movie from SS. Are you kidding? No, come on. Did you guys see the Pattinson Batman movie? The Batman? Yeah, yeah it was good. It wasn't great, but it was good. It was very good. Yeah, it was better than the Clooney and the Val Kilmer. Oh, all those. Definitely better than that. Those movies were terrible. Yeah. Um, okay. Campy. Yes, they they were. Uh, Brock Purdy and Kirk Cousins are, you know, right around 12th. Starting Howell over them, right? Yep. Yep. Starting... Um. Mm, not Mayfield. I, if you think that Kirk Cousins is going to have a bad game, you should start Geno over him for sure. I think Cousins can still come through and be pretty good. Pretty, and I'm a little yeah, worried about Geno having the big blow-up game. My my only inclination is a gut feeling, not based on anything else that Geno's actually done. So I've got Cousins ahead of Geno, but I yeah. wouldn't blame you if you tr- rolled the dice. I, I, I would take Geno, and, and, and there is something to hang your hat on there. <laughs> the matchup's so much better in, in Geno's favor. Yeah. That's facts. Um, I think Cousins will throw away more than 31 times. Purdy, he definitely will. But I, I wonder, as as Adam alluded to, like the 49ers feel like they're going to slow this game down because of the potential injuries. And that defense has got to be pissed after what happened last week where they gave up you know, two field goal drives that allowed them to lose the game. Uh, it is back-to-back road 
in San Francisco, but they do have the extra day to get better. I think Greenlaw, if he plays, will be a big part of this as well. You know, they missed him in their run defense. Mm-hmm. So having having their guys healthy against that Vikings offense, which is down their best player. And we saw, again, for whatever it's worth, you want to say 31 pass attempts, you want to say that Cousins didn't need to do very much, I get all that, but it's still a game without Justin Jefferson against that defense. I think Cousins is going to be in trouble. Got a question here in the chat. Purdy or Goff? Uh, I'm going to stick with Goff this week. I, I just like what I saw last week. For the first time, he had his receiving core healthy. And no David Montgomery probably puts a little bit more onus on him to you know have to carry the offense and, and certainly losing the, the goal line hammer that they have there without Montgomery playing. So maybe we get some passing touchdowns inside the five. So yep. I, I like the setup for Goff a little bit better, even if Purdy has his guys. I do too. I love that Goff's offensive line is in good shape. That'll help him against a step up in competition. And the Ravens, I know their defense is great, but look at the quarterbacks that they face. This is the best one. Right. Probably in terms of health. Uh, This is probably like the second most game that I'm I'm looking forward to watching. Like Eagles, Dolphins, no question. But this one I'm I'm really looking forward to because it's a step up in competition for both the Lions and the Ravens. Oh, I thought you were talking about the okay. Yeah, not the Niners, Vikings. No, so, I, I, let's talk about the Niners Vikings, I think, a little bit here. Um, okay, San Francisco running backs. If McCaffrey plays, you know what you're doing. If McCaffrey does not play, where are you ranking Elijah Mitchell, Dave? Where are you ranking Jordan Mason? I've got Mitchell 15th because I think he'll be the lead back and I think he'll be the one that gets high value touches. Mason is a flex. So Mitchell over Matt, Matt Mitchell, Madison, Mason. Yes. Ooh, look, look at the M's. Uh, and Minnesota's run defense is excellent, by the way. And they also are giving up the second fewest receiving yards per game to running backs. But we like San Francisco running backs. That's going to outweigh right. the matchup. Would you Love start? their scheme. It's, oh. it's just been proven to be good time and time again. Elijah Mitchell or Brian Robinson? Robinson. Uh, Robinson, back, though. Robinson, Un- unless you were to say right now that it's Mitchell is going to be the guy and Mason is just going to be the strict backup, then I would take Mitchell. Mm, okay, how about uh, Mitchell or um, Jameer Gibbs? Assuming Gibbs. Reynolds is out. Gibbs. Well, assuming Gibbs is in. Okay, Gibbs. I've got Mitchell over Gibbs, but I've got a ranked Robinson, Mitchell, Gibbs. Since Jordan Mason is probably right the most back. added, all right. Since Jordan Mason is probably the most added player in uh, sure. in fantasy, we should talk about him. Would you start Jalen? Awesome bye week replacement running back. He he's got a great rushing average this year, but I think it's it's either his two best runs or two of his best runs came in like third and fifteen, mm. and he gained twelve yards. Stuff like that. So situations where they basically wave the white flag and they just run a draw play with 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 Mason and he has one catch in his career. Would you start Jordan Mason or Jalen Warren? I've got Warren ahead of Mason by several spots. Would you start Jordan Mason or justice Hill? I've got Hill one spot ahead of Mason. I might flip that one. If Jeff Wilson plays Mason or Mason. Okay. I'm not, I don't really feel good about starting Jeff Wilson. Wilson wouldn't even be a top 36 running back for me. All right, Ayuk is an easy call. Start him. If Debo plays, start or sit? Number three receiver. I think that's that's where he's at right now. Now, let's lay out this scenario. If Debo plays and McCaffrey does not play, then I might put Debo 
inside the top 24 because I think he'll get some carries. Debo would be a must-start guy if he plays. All right, Dave, you're just like a little hesitant coming off the injury? A little bit hesitant coming off the injury. And it, it, uh, what they might end up doing is mixing up all three backs, which is still good for Debo. But I don't know if he's – like when you say must-start, I think of like top 12, top 15 type of wide receiver. I think he'd be a low-end wide receiver too if there's no McCaffrey. Yeah, I, I think, again, that that's the scenario, clearly, no McCaffrey. But he may be their best rusher. If Do they Debo- put him out there in that position knowing that he's not 100%? I mean, who knows? You know, he's played through injuries certainly plenty of times, but I think just given the situation, you know, he probably would be up there in terms of leading them in carries. Yeah. I, I think he's trustworthy. He's, like I said, top 24 type of wide receiver. Where would you rank him? Would you put him top 15, top 20? Uh, Like 18, 19, if McCaffrey's out. If McCaffrey's out. Okay. What if McCaffrey is in and Debo's in? Then probably 22, 23. All right. If McCaffrey and Debo both play, would you start Debo Samuel or Chris Godwin and Marquise Brown, like those guys. Uh, Brown, Samuel, Godwin in the door. I'd put Samuel behind Godwin in PPR. All right, to the Vikings here. We talked about Cousins, low end starter, we t- or high end backup. We talked about Madison. Um, okay, at Addison, you guys are pretty high on him. Heath is not. Heath has Addison outside the top twenty four. Addison had. Uh, what, three catches for 28 yards and a touchdown on four targets at the Bears last week in his first game without Jefferson. He does have four touchdowns on the season. But, Jamie, why so high on Jordan Addison? I think, if you, again, you're playing out the game script. He's probably going to see a lot of targets. They're probably going to throw the ball a lot. You know, So while Cousins may have like a 232 and three type of game, uh, I, I think we'll see Addison have a chance to score, see the most targets of this receiving core, and... I don't mind him given the circumstances of what the week looks like. All right. So is he going to be higher than Debo Samuel in your rankings regardless? Yes. Yes. All right. He's going to be, I've got, I might have him ranked a little too aggressively right now. I've got him in the top 20. I will probably move Addison down, but only like three or four spots. So far, the 49ers haven't really stopped any good receivers except for CeeDee Lamb, who had, you know, that was a horrible game for the Cowboys. He had four catches for 49 on five targets. But let's see. I mean, um, Michael Wilson and Marquise Brown had big games. Amari Cooper had a huge game. Puka Nakua had 147 yards. Tutu Atwell had seven for 77. Amari had a big catch. Right. I mean, he did, but he he schooled the cornerback, and then he made another contested catch against their best cornerback, Charvarius Ward. So he had 100 yards. I know you're really killing him, uh, Amari Cooper. But he had a great catch. I mean, it was fantastic. But it's it's not like it was, you know, I four for 108 for him. If it was six for 108, seven for 108, you know, that's more in line with what I would expect from Amari Cooper. I mean, maybe. Uh, all right. Yeah, and, and but then, I I'd still say he beat expectations last week with PJ oh, Walker. As yes, that's fair. And TJ Hawkinson is a start. And uh, KJ Osborne forgot to ask about him. Uh, number four receiver. Yep. Right, Bye-week replacement. Let's go to the real game of the week here. Washington's at the Giants. Stat of the game that I don't expect to matter. The Commanders have allowed 111 yards or more to a wide receiver in five straight games. Mims, Diggs, A.J. Brown, D.J. Moore, Drake London. I, I will, gosh, I don't even know what I would do. Name it. If the Giants receiver has 111 yards in this game, I will lose some bet. And Who would it be? Up. Slayton. 
Okay. Do you think do you think the Giants wide receivers will total 111 yards? No. I actually don't. That's a great call. Well, they did last week with their better quarterback. They did, yeah. Um, the, the commanders are bad against the deep ball. We talk about that like every time we talk yes. about the commanders. And they've got some weapons who can attack deep. It's just a matter of whether or not Terod does it. I mean, do they really, though? They don't have like a great deep ball. It's, it's, Jalen Hyatt can win downfield. Yeah, maybe. And so can Darius Slayton. But for fantasy purposes, it doesn't really matter. But um, it's not exactly. They're DFS tournament plays. It's not exactly a Wandale Robinson script, I guess. But, you know, he's nope. get his PPR floor. Um, stat of the game that might matter. Terry McLaurin is averaging 19 PPR fantasy points per game in his seven career games against the Giants. He has 70 or more, 70 or more yards in every game. Would you start Terry McLaurin or who did we just talk about? Jordan Addison. McLaurin. That's one of the guys that I might flip with Addison. I might, I, let's say McLaurin over Addison. Jamie's getting a little tired over there. I think he needs to pick me up. Back to the game. Stat of the game that always matters and will haunt Giants pass catchers all season long. The Giants have two passing touchdowns in six games. That's wonderful stuff. All right. The Commanders are really the more interesting team here. Sam Howell um, is top 10 for you guys. So you're starting him over any non-obvious guy. Would you start Howell over Goff or Love this week? Yes. I'd start Love over Howell, but Howell one spot ahead of Goff. Okay, it's interesting. You know, the Giants have allowed only eight touchdown passes in six games. They've done a pretty, I mean, 20 points to Tua, 17 points to Josh Allen. It's interesting. Mm. They're getting better. Uh, Brian Robinson is top 15 for everybody. He's a good start. Um, Antonio Gibson is not. And Terry McLaurin, yes. How about Curtis Samuel, start or sit? He's a good number three receiver this week. I mean, you got to buy into what he's been doing. You know, he's got a touchdown in three straight games, 14 or more PPR points each of those games as well. They're using him as a rusher. He's, uh, I, I said it earlier this week, he's, you know, doing what his namesake has done, you know, uh, in this mm-hmm. offense, you know, getting the ball of the backfield. Um, so, look, there's uh, there, there, there's a lot to like about the situation. There's just not a lot to trust about the situation because at some point that four for 42 without the touchdown is what you might be looking at. And so I don't know if there's uh, a, a, okay, I feel great starting Curtis Samuel situation out there, but six teams on a bye and, and all these injuries, you know, he's a pretty good flex. Let me give you a weird stat here because it's interesting to me that the Giants defense isn't really so great, but they, I tell you this all the time, right? They don't allow receptions to running backs 20, 20 or more games in a row now. Uh, running back doesn't have a touchdown catch or more than 34 yards. And they also don't allow deep balls. They've allowed one catch this year of 30 or more air yards. It was a Tyree kill touchdown. Four catches of 20 or more air yards this year. So they must be getting killed in the middle of the field, the intermediate area. And they have allowed um, the second, the third most yards per catch on throws of 5 to 15 air yards. This is an area that the Giants struggle in. That's an area of the field that Curtis Samuel might be able to take advantage of. It might be a bit of a stretch statistically. I don't know. But, hey, I don't know. Giving it a shot. Might might be. That sounds like a Logan Thomas area. Hey, that could be too. How do you feel about him coming off and that dud? And a Terry dud? McLaurin area, to be perfectly honest. How do you feel about him coming off that dud, Logan Thomas? Not great. 
I think um, he'll be. I think he's serviceable as a starting fantasy tight end, but Janu, I'd start over him. Luke Musgrave against Denver, I'd start him. I have Fryermuth over him right now. Uh, he's. Yeah, I think he's just a low end starting tight end who might give you another dud. He's going to be one of these guys all season long that when we give up on him, he performs well, and when we yeah. buy into him, he stinks. You know, he just feels like that's Logan Thomas. On the Giants side of the ball, start Barkley. Who, who's who's the uh, the all? I don't know how to f- figure out team. Like Kendrick Bourne feels like that's one of those guys. Um, yeah, Logan Thomas feels like he's one of those guys. Um, <laughs> Calvin Ridley was one of those guys, and I think he's starting, like Adam said, to slide the other way. Yeah. So a guy that you sit, like, you sit him when he's good. You, you just you don't know what to do, bad. right? Like every time we get excited about him, he disappoints us. Then when we say, "Okay, I'm done with him." He comes back and does something productive. Hunter Henry to a low level. Hunter Henry. DJ Moore. No. At the beginning no, of the year. D- no, I, I I mean, I can tell you, I sat DJ Moore twice. I think, you know, more people sat him just once and he had a good game. Um, when did anybody sit him? After his first two games, I think, uh, probably going into week three. Well, then he scored in week two. Like, yeah, he was okay, I think. Oh. Uh, Maybe I'm, I'm maybe sure after week scored. one. I don't know. Uh, yeah, he had 100 yards in week two, so I'm probably wrong about that. Bang. Your team stinks. Wow, look at all these players. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Darren Waller is like a top eight tight end, and then Wandale Robinson or Josh Downs. Who would you guys rather have? Robinson. I have. One guy's playing Washington. One guy's playing Cleveland. This isn't very difficult. Yeah, I'm taking Downs. I think there will be... More volume for Downs than there will be for Robinson. All right. Da- uh, Robinson or Rasheed Rice? Rice. Rice. Uh, should anybody, should we do Rice, Rice, baby? Right. What do you think? No? Okay, we won't do that. We can just do happy birthday again. And that is, oh, Washington DST. You can start them. They are, uh, I think, seventh for Jamie, 11th for Dave, and sixth for Dave. And that's it for Fantasy Football Today. Appreciate your time, everybody. We will talk to you on the Mailbag Show, recording that at noon Eastern on Friday, publishing it if you want to see it. You know, you can watch it on YouTube if you want to see it before Saturday, publishing it on Saturday morning. Uh, I have so many good dance stories. Good. Yeah, uh, this is going to be a great, great mailbag. We will talk to you later. Thank you for all the happy birthday wishes. I appreciate it. You, You know it, buddy. Happy birthday, Jamie. Happy weekend, everybody. See you later. Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow, now streaming on Paramount Plus, only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan.